0: Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. The We're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quota Pounder. I'll pot. try your filet fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. All hit radio And welcome to The X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. For the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call The X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And The X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on The X-Zone Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates, satellite programming providers, and Internet Networks, And if you'd like to send an email, xone at exxonradiotv.com On all social media sites, Radio TV, And our main website, TV.com. My guest this hour, exonation Nation, is Sarah Pickles She is a British medium and uh, she works internationally using Skype, the telephone, and she also does face-to-face Now, while she's been a psychic all her life Sarah had little knowledge of such things until her early 30s when she had her very first reading. After that, she became curious on how a reader could possibly understand her, and bit by bit she realized that she was a natural psychic medium. Sarah has worked uh, with Spirit for over 11 years, providing consultations for the rich and famous to the simple person with no notoriety or claims to fame. She is renowned for her honesty, professional approach, accuracy, and drive to ensure each and every person she comes into contact with they can trust her. Joining me now from her home in the United Kingdom is Sarah is uh, Sarah Pickles and Sarah, welcome to the Exxon.
1: Thank you, Rob, very very much for inviting me on. It's, I appreciate your uh, giving me some time.
0: It's great having you with us, Sarah. Tell us about that first reading that uh, got you on your path to this this now profession that
1: you do oh wow uh you mean the first reading i had yeah. gosh that that was mind-blowing um i was completely uh, innocent ignorant of the whole way it worked mm-hmm. and uh, this amazing lady uh called mary she um She just started talking to me, and she told me about me as a person, as if she knew me, as if she'd known me all my life. She talked about my job. She talked about my family. She talked about everything she possibly could, and I just sat there completely mesmerized, completely spellbound, Wow. uh, And fascinated.
0: Was it hard for you when you first had your reading and then you started checking Checking it out on how she could do this, and what was it like when when you discovered that you, Sarah Pickles, were a natural psychic?
1: Uh, yes, it was hard. I mean, it takes a lot of hard work to be able to connect to spirit, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you know, um, and it's something we need to do all the time, day in and day out. Um, I didn't realize I could do it, um, for, for, quite a few years, but I was curious and I became a nuisance cause I kept on ringing readers and asking them how they did it because I didn't want another reading. I wanted to find out how they did it. Mm-hmm. And I kept on asking and then I kept on reading books and I kept on asking more questions and nobody could give me the answers. Um, And then uh, bit by bit, it began to make a little bit of sense, but I was still confused. And then one day, I literally had a big bang on the top of the roof of my car as I was driving down the road, and a very clear voice said, listen, and I was like, what to? (laughs) Silence, nothing happened. And I was like, well, what am I meant to be listening to? And I don't know how long after that, I have no idea, it was hours or days, I suddenly realized I needed to listen to what was going on around me, in other words, my spirit guides. And from that moment onwards, it was like a whole new world opened for me.
0: Do you have one specific spirit guide that that you communicate with, or is it uh, a, a host of spirit guides that that use you to communicate with this side of the veil?
1: I normally work with three. Um, I, I'm ashamed to say I don't know their names. I've never worried about mm-hmm. their names because I trust their energies. Uh, and I trust that which, whichever one I'm working with, I know which one it is, I can see them. Uh, but I, I just complete I'm like a child. I just trust and Sometimes they say things to me and I query it or I'm like I can't really say that or that's Mm -hmm. not really Should I really be saying that to somebody but I know the language they use each one is different So I've got a really doody guy who who works with me and then I've got a more serious one They're both men and then I have a third one and she's much more sort of uh, flowing more lyrical in her words so depending on how I'm speaking or depending on the phraseology that I'm using and depending on their energies, because it's not always all serious. So my, my duty guide, he, he can be quite funny sometimes. So uh, I know which one I'm working with, but the three of them are always with me. I, I think if they went off shopping or mm-hmm. went fishing, I'd feel quite completely lost.
0: Sarah, stand by. You and I have to take our first two-minute commercial break. Exonation. Sarah Pickles is our special guest this hour. www.sarahpickles.co.uk and Sarah and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. Don't go by. Welcome back, everyone. Sarah Pickles is our special guest, www.sarahpickles.co.uk. And uh, Sarah, what are the main reasons that people come to see you and, and seek out your your communication with the other side?
1: Uh, okay, um, it varies. It depends with each person. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be pure curiosity. Uh, More often it's uh, regarding their career, their love life, feeling of helplessness, uh, contacting loved ones who have passed over. So they're looking for the mediumship side that I do. Um, And I suppose the, the, the real biggie is also life path. When somebody comes, they want to know what they should do with the rest of their life, which... Is a million-dollar question that I really can't answer. It's got to be uh, each person walking their, their journey as they need to. And all I can do is to help and support them whilst they're on their journey if they're prepared to let me.
0: So, so in, you, in your opinion, after, after doing this now for over 11 years, what do you feel is the most impar- important part of, of giving a reading?
1: Oh, uh, making people feel safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, making sure that I'm I'm completely honest. I don't believe in uh, giving a, a, a false information. If I don't know the answer, I'm fully prepared to say I don't know. Um, I, I believe that uh, with with a reading, with working with somebody, it's very important that we build a trust together. Um, And it's really important that people are allowed to make their choices so I see a reading as guidance. It's there to help people look at the, you know, the why junctions they're at. If they take that road what will happen, if they take that road what may happen. Mm And it's a case of allowing them to make up their own minds. I do not feel that in any way uh, I should dominate nor control a person. It's all about giving support, building trust, building honesty and relying entirely on my guides. My, without my guides I can't do this. I'm, I'm completely helpless without it. So it's having my trust in my guides and showing the person I'm speaking to that they can trust not only me, but more importantly, my guides.
0: Do world events affect the type of questions that you get asked by the people who come to see you?
1: Uh, Sometimes, yes. Yes, they can do. I work Because I work internationally and because I work with all different types of people, mm-hmm. I have people that would bring me about what to do for their company, what to do with the, regarding staff and uh, financial things and so on. Um, I don't look at anything to do with uh, legal cases. Um, but when people are frightened or nervous about anything, especially with uh, 2012, Uh, where people were very concerned as to what was going to happen and what changes, if any, were going to happen. Um, Yes, quite definitely, um, world events can impact on people quite noticeably. And, of course, there's so many massive things going on and have Mm -hmm. been going on in the world for so long. It's very difficult for people to trust, as I trust my guides, and I trust the universe, I trust working with everything that I'm able to work with. Um, But it's not so easy for other people to do that. And as a human, we all doubt. Of course we doubt at times and we all worry. So a very long answer to a very short question, yes.
0: How do you connect with the other side? How do you know if you're going to be able to make that connection when you have someone in front of you or or even on the computer when you're doing a Skype consultation?
1: Um, I... I always ground myself. In other words, I open myself up to spirit, and I make myself at one with the with the universe and mm-hmm. with the earth. Um, but I have a. I, I have a. Concerned that I do the very very best that I possibly can for each person, because it, 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 we should never be arrogant. We should we should never be complacent on uh, being able to just automatically connect. I have to make sure that I can connect before I speak to a person. So 15 minutes at least, if not longer, before I connect with the person, I actually sit and talk to my guides and then I write down what I'm picking up about the person, which I then discuss with them when I first speak to them. And it's at that point I can say, okay, I'm connecting properly or Which hasn't happened yet? No, I don't connect. I think it's happened three times where I've not connected with somebody clearly, Uh, and then I stop, and and there is no charge.
0: Has there ever been a time where your guides have said, "Uh "Uh-uh, we're not going to do this one"?
1: Yes. How do you? Yes, and I just, I just have to say. Uh, I'm I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm not connecting. Would you mind coming back another time, or I can recommend somebody else that they can go to if they would rather. Um, the problem is when that happens, and it is very very rare. I've had it twice in eleven years. Um, but the problem is that you have to be very careful how things are phrased because you can make the person feel rejected. Mm-hmm. Or feel there's something wrong with them. It's not there's anything wrong with them, it's purely and simply there is a discrepancy in the connection. And I would rather say, no, I can't do the reading than let the person down. And I certainly could never make false promises.
0: So, what is the most frequent question you get asked to ask those on the other side, for example?
1: Are they okay? Are they happy? um are they uh when you say the other side do you mean loved ones who have passed over yeah yeah um very much are they happy are they safe do they have any messages uh can they forgive me are they sorry for Mm -hmm. their behavior um and sometimes the answer is no they're not sorry and that sometimes is difficult to put across um you know it's a it's a case of finding the right words without making anything up and so it's it's very much putting the words across as i'm given without elaborating in any way but at the same time not being brutal because as you know rob spirit can be very blunt and sometimes that's not always useful to the person you're speaking to but at the same time you can't be lying or elaborating in what you're passing over because as a channel we have to be completely clear that what we're giving is what we have been given to pass over.
0: How do you protect yourself from having the wrong spirit or the wrong entity from coming onto this side and affecting you personally?
1: Okay, I do a lot of smudging uh, because I work a lot from my home, obviously, n- mm-hmm. not just face-to-face but on Skype and phone, so I regularly cleanse, smudge um, our home because I, uh, depending on whether my partner is also working from home right. will depend... On which room I work in. He's he's a counselor. I think what you would call a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's working with a lot of different energies. So it's very important that we are. I, I'm always uh, making sure that the house is is got good and positive energies. Um, I also obviously ask for my guides to help and support me against negativity. But I believe it's very important we take responsibility for our own uh spiritual well-being so i use crystals uh, which i cleanse on a regular basis when i finished work i always shut my my uh, chakras down i remove my roots i cut the light off so I've got my time of actually decluttering my my area as such, my space, um, and I wear I, I wear a pentacle always as well, which um, is is always very good for protection. Also, as a Reiki master, I I use a lot of Reiki for protection.
0: How long did it take you to become a Reiki master and and so proficient in in so many disciplines?
1: Um, it took me, I think, but I'm not sure, I think it was four years to become a Reiki master. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my partner and I both trained in level one, and the training was a, a little bit strange, a little bit chaotic. And it, we found it quite disconcerting. Um, and so I didn't train for level two for about, I think, about a year, 18 wow. months. Mm-hmm. Um and then I I trained for level 2 then I went on and did my mastership I did practitioner and mastership teacher all in one go
0: So you and I've never looked back So you were very busy in in making all this happen
1: Oh yes It just became a a, a total mm-hmm. passion and the the more I used my reiki and right. the more I did, I worked with spirit the, the the more brilliant it became and the more clear it all became
0: Can anyone become a psychic medium?
1: Uh, No, but everybody's born psychic. um, And it's like we can all sing, but some of us sing really beautifully and some of us just make a noise. Um, and it's the same. Some of us have very strong psychic abilities but not, some not so strong. I do believe that everybody has an ability to tune into their spirit guides quite definitely. When it comes to mediumship, I believe that we are given mediumship abilities from spirit. Um, and I know when I first started doing readings for people and working with spirit, I had no idea I was a medium. And I got the shock of my life when I suddenly found a person who had passed over was beside me. And I had no idea what to do because this person was completely different from my guides. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. <laughs> it was very wow.
0: So, so do you see spirits all the time?
1: Uh, No, because if I did, it would start to get exhausting. Although I have had a spirit sit on my bed and sulk at one o'clock in the morning because I wouldn't talk to him. but I, I tend to shut down as much as I can. The thing is, as I'm sure you're aware, Rob, if we're not careful, being very psychic, you can become intrusive um, when talking to people where you're picking things up that they don't always want you to know about. Um, and certainly with, with uh, spirits who are passing through, uh, my house is pretty cluttered anyway, and I don't need to be talking to every, every spirit that's passing through.
0: How long is your typical reading that you give your your people who come to you?
1: Uh, Anything between 30 minutes to an hour. Wow. And all all readings are recorded. Um, If I feel that a person is too sad... Uh, to have a reading if they're suffering from depression, mm-hmm. then I stop the reading. We're not allowed to do that uh, over in UK. Uh, obviously, there would be no charge. So even if I sure. got to the end of the reading, if i have been talking for an hour, mm-hmm. um, if the person then told me that, that they actually did have uh, a lot of depression and were really struggling, then there would be no charge at all.
0: Wow. That, 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 that has its pros and it has its cons. It's, it's great for the person. But I, like, you know, I, you're, there you give an, a reading for an hour and just to find out that the person has a, is, a is, is in a depressed state or is facing depression and you can't get paid for the reading you just gave.
1: Hmm. Yes, it is. Um, but on the other hand, uh, you normally would know within the first 10 minutes.
0: I would imagine so. Please stand by, yeah. Sarah. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Nation. Sarah Pickles is our special guest this hour, www.sarahpickles.co.uk. And we'll be back on the other side of the news and some words from our fine sponsors. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away. And welcome back, everyone. Kelly, I'm sorry. Uh, Sarah Pickles is our guest this hour. www.sarapickles.co.uk And uh, Sarah, first of all, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Welcome back. Um, Thank you. What do your spirits look
1: like? Oh, gosh. Um, I have one who... Mm-hmm. Uh, He's quite quite tall. He, he feels and, and and appears much taller than, than me. So he's probably, uh, I don't know meters how high he'd be, but he's round about six and a half foot, which wow. I think is uh, round about just about 190, 195, something like that in meters. Uh, it's actually the same height as my son. Um, hmm. He's hmm. A, quite a big build. He, he has like a... Uh, a, it's almost like a, a light in his third eye it's almost like a crystal there hmm. um, sim- similar in a way to an Aztec but not um, I have another one who's uh, Afro-Caribbean uh, he's, he's really a really dirty guy he just so makes me laugh he's he's quite naughty and the, the lady is more low-key she's just like she just stays in the background so she's not really worried and I don't worry too much about what she looks like I just know when she's working with me.
0: So do th- do each of these spirits have a different job?
1: Yes. They all talk to mm-hmm. me. So my audience side is is strong. Right. Um, but I, 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 I also see, so I see pictures in front of me, uh, and I see them in my third eye as well. Uh, and I also, uh, the, the clairsentient side is very strong. Sometimes I have to push that away. It gets too strong. Uh, And then the claircognizant, the just knowing side is is very clear as well. So it's a little bit like Piccadilly Circus doing a reading, because I have one talking in my ear, another one's pushing the emotions forward, the other one's showing me pictures, and then I've got the person sitting in front of me, and then Mm -hmm. I maybe have some people, loved ones who have passed over who are uh, uh, behind me to my right Right. and then I have energies of people who are alive who are to my left, front left so it is really really busy but it all just seems to come together Um, and I, I taste things so I know what it's like to have alcohol that I've never drunk or, uh, you know, different different things, like mm-hmm. uh, if somebody uses drugs or anything or they have somebody around them who uses drugs, I know right. what it tastes like, I know what it's like to have a heart attack, wow. and so it goes on. So they all give me different things, but they're all uh, working with different energies, and because of that, uh, I, I, because I know their energies so well, um, I'm very comfortable with them, which is why I have that trust with them.
0: How long have they been in the spirit world?
1: Ah, that's a very good question. A very long time. One of them's just putting up uh, two fingers, saying 200 years.
0: 200 years?
1: Hmm.
0: That's, that's, so, quite, that's quite some time.
1: Yes. Um, but I, I mm-hmm. think with all of us, you know, I don't know about you, Rob, but I meet many people that think that all their guides must be uh, well-known people. Yeah. Um, or they must be Native American Indian Guide, and they must have a Chieftain. And I'm never worried about that. I just trust that the people I work with mm-hmm. are there with me to help me to support me, to help and support other people. Uh, and because I know their energies so well, I, I don't I don't worry so much as to how long they've lived for. When I look in the mirror sometimes I see them standing beside me and when I'm working with people uh, they can see my guides standing with me when I'm on Skype or Mm -hmm. when they're in the room with me. Um, So if somebody's especially tuned in when they're working on their auras and their chakras with me then they'll they'll often be able to see my guides. They make themselves quite clear.
0: So your guide's do they Do they ever change? Do you get different guides at different times, or are these the three main guides that are going to be that are going to be with you?
1: I believe they're going to be with me. These are the three main ones, but I also have uh, a, a Reiki a Reiki guide mm-hmm. um, and then I have another person who stands in front of me she's almost like protection, but she's quite young. Uh, so, uh, I normally have in total five, but the three that I've been talking about, those are the main ones. But I have had people who've, who've counted more than five. And, and when I'm working with people, I always, uh, when I ask a question, I know the answer before the person replies. Uh, um, let me rephrase that. When I'm teaching people psychic development, yes. I ask the question and my guides give me the answer before the person I'm working with answers me. Mm. Uh, so I know that it's it's correct what I what they're rep- uh, saying back to me. Uh, and the most I've had anybody see around me was eight, eight. and I got wow. from yeah. But I've seen up to fifteen around a person. Fifteen. So it, yeah, so it just varies with each person as to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes we have one go- going out and they're training a new one coming in, uh, and that co- can be, you know, increase the numbers. And then it depends where how many healing guides you've got with you, and right. so on.
0: Oh, I see. So, so there's quite a few variables in the entire, in the entire realm of guides. It's just not. Well, you know, you're you've turned into a medium, you're with one guide and away you go. And I agree with you. There are so many so many people who who I think like to add more value to who they want to be by by using the the analogy that they're native they Native American or Native Canadian guides or their shaman or their chiefs or their these famous people and I, I really don't think they need to do that because what it does is in in my opinion is adds a flavor of mistrust
1: i i totally agree with you i i think mm-hmm. i think that we need to really keep our feet firmly on the ground with all of this I don't believe in you know I mean if I use Henry the eighth I wonder how many people would hope they got Henry the eighth or Anne Boleyn sure. or you know George Washington or or whoever or mm-hmm. a, a great chieftain or whatever but but it is a, a, a kudos and and I I think the reality is that um Um, we don't need to be too clever about anything because actually the reality is that spirit is spirit and we're very lucky to be able to work with them. Uh, I I find that, you know, humans are incredible. They really are. People suffer and they come out of it and they grow and they become more positive. And if they don't, then they've got to keep on learning. But at the end of the day, if we don't have that connection with our guides, then there's a bit of us missing. And, and for me personally, the greatest thing has been to, to see myself change and to find a peace within myself that, you know, 30 years ago I wouldn't have believed possible. But it's not because I'm clever. I'm just a mother and a grandmother. I'm, you know, I'm just a simple person mm-hmm. who happens to have a strong connection so I can help others. So for me, it's they don't have to be particularly spectacular guides. They're just my guides.
0: So when you when you're doing a reading that is not face to face let's say let's take for example you're doing a Skype reading. Yeah. Is the do you get the same information as if you were you were doing the reading for the person who was sitting right in front of you?
1: Yes. Totally. Uh the connection appears to be the same whether it's Skype, face-to-face mm-hmm. or phone. Uh, and I have clients who fly in from New York and will come and see me, and I have clients who will, uh, you know, ring from LA. So if I've got somebody who's traveling the world, they can come and see me, or they can have a Skype reading or a phone reading. I've had people walking through the airport when they're wanting to call me and get some answers. Um, And they tell me it makes no difference at all whether I'm face to face or not. For some people, they will will sometimes want to be face to face. Uh, They they would rather have that contact, which is absolutely fine. But for people who are abroad, they they find that Skype is very, very good because you've got that contact with the pictures, um, you know, with the the cameras. So um, for me personally, as a reader, it makes no difference. Um, As long as I can tune in, which I I seem to be able to do,
0: Hi there, Sarah. We lost you there for a second.
1: I'm so sorry. I have no idea what happened.
0: Oh, I. Well, this is what happens with Skype sometimes. And uh, like I was saying to you before, you know, technology is great when it works right. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, so before just when we left uh, or we lost you, we were talking about people that were you know you were using Skype because it was it had the two- way audio and two- way video and you were able to people were able to use it on the move. Yep. But when you're when you're doing a reading using Skype and let's say in a busy airport, do you get bleed over from people who were sitting around this person who are close to this person?
1: Not, not, normally. If I have two people who want to, one to listen in on a reading and one who, who's uh, wanting the reading, uh, then I would have bleed over quite definitely. But I find when it's when it's on Skype and if they're in a public place, they mm-hmm. tend to go to a quiet area. Um, and and so far, touch wood, I haven't had a problem with that. But if if I did the person you're speaking to would pick it up very, very fast because they'd be like, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah.
0: What about the... Um, I'm looking for the right words here. What about the people who may actually create a dependency on, on your advice? Uh, you know, like I, I know from past experience that there are certain psychics who people will just keep on calling with every little decision in their lives how do you how do you how do you guard against this from happening with people that you deal with
1: Okay, um, when, when uh, anybody comes to see me for their first reading, uh, um, by first, whether it's first with me, but normally f- their very first ever reading, they tend to be, as I'm sure you, you know, with other people you've spoken to, they tend to be blown away by the reading. And their first question at the end of the reading is, when can I come back? Yeah. And I say not before three months and six months is preferable. But I also make sure that it's very, very clear when I start the reading that they understand that they must not stop that the reading must not stop them uh, living their lives as they wish, and that just because something hasn't been mentioned doesn't mean to say that they shouldn't make their own choices and their own considerations. Mm-hmm. I have had people who have rung me a week after a reading and they're like, you didn't mention this and this has just happened and I want you to tell me now what I should do. And I'm like, no, you, I can't be doing that. You need to be making your own decisions. I'm happy to support people, uh, but at the same time, I, I don't believe that people should be having readings every day, every week, every every month. It, it's just not right. And, and I try to explain that very clearly. When somebody has had a very big loss, uh, whether it's a a partner, a parent, a child or anything, Mm -hmm. then you have to be very, very clear that you're happy to support them, but that it's not right for them to have readings all the time.
0: Is there a certain age where you will not do a reading for?
1: Yes, under 16.
0: And do you find out that that there are more and more people under the age of 16 who are trying to get readings?
1: Uh, yes, and in this day and age, it's very difficult to know whether they are what age they are because mm-hmm. they all look a lot older than they actually are, especially the girls with makeup and so on. Um, but normally, people do have ID, and I ask my guides, I depend entirely on my guides for, for guidance, which is what they're, they're there for. Right. But I also, uh, you know, if, if I have a restless feeling about it, then I'm, I'm actually, look, could you prove your age before I actually start the reading?
0: So, how would you do that on Skype?
1: Well, I would expect to be able to see up on the screen, you know, an ID or something like that. I see. That's the only way you can do it. I mean, so far, I haven't had anybody who hasn't been honest about it. I've always had people say, yes, I'm this age. And I'm like, well, I'm very sorry. I can't do Mm -hmm. a reading for you.
0: Well, that's good. Um, How do you deal with skepticism?
1: (laughs) I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, you know, it's important that people are skeptic because that they makes them curious. And mm-hmm. if they're curious, then it's good because they're wanting to learn, they're wanting to know how People like me work. Um, I I actually had somebody who came for a reading when I was at a fair, and um, he he just sat down with his arms crossed. And I I said to him after a few minutes, I feel his arm under the microscope, and he just nodded. And he had come because his wife had had a reading with me and he didn't believe it was possible. Uh, for anybody to know that much about a stranger, and at the end of the reading, I I talked to him for 20 minutes, and at the end of it, he just shook his head and said, I can't believe this, I have to go away and think about it. (laughs) So I I think skepticism is good. It's very difficult to prove what you do unless Mm -hmm. you can uh, ask the person to allow you to actually pick up information about them. And that's where we have to be careful, because... I think we must be very careful not to be intrusive. You know, we we can't go just climbing in people's heads yeah. without being invited.
0: Sarah, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exonation. Nation, Sarah okay. Pickles is our special guest this hour. www.sarahpickles.co.uk And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exo from our broadcast centre in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell, don't go away. Exonation. Uh, Sarah Pickles is my special guest this hour, www.sarahpickles.co.uk. First of all, Sarah, great having you with us. Um, I want to thank you so much for getting up so darn early to spend the hour with us. But I have to ask you, what are your spirit guides telling you right now?
1: Apart from that, the fact that it's very early in the morning in UK, Mm -hmm. uh, what they're actually telling me now is, are you looking at buying a new car?
0: Nope.
1: You're not? Well, I think you might be looking at buying one. But apart from that, they're also saying that uh, it's like uh, your hands. There's something very strong about your hands, Rob. Uh, I don't know whether you do healing or, or what, but uh, mm. it's it's like there's a lot going on around your hands and uh, it's like you need to be using it on a more regular basis. Does that make sense?
0: Uh, I use my hands a lot all day, whether I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm writing, I'm typing, I'm using the, I'm editing. Uh, uh, everything I do, I use my hands with. So, yes, I can understand that.
1: Okay. Do you have massage on your hands? No. Okay, maybe you should think about that. Mm,
0: maybe I should.
1: Very relaxing.
0: Really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hmm. I'll have to think that one over. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, if, if our if our listeners want to contact you for a one on one consultation, how can they do it? What's the best way? Okay,
1: they can they can email me on info at dot co dot uk or they can send me a message via Skype uh or they can text me if they wish uh really any of those ways will or Facebook mm. um although I tend not to use Facebook loads um but if if they best best is email or or Skype or, or text if they wish to text me
0: um one quick question yeah do the ghosts ever want or the spirits ever want to stay in? What's the difference between a ghost and a spirit?
1: Okay, for me, the difference between a ghost and a spirit, a ghost is somebody, uh, they show you what they look like Mm -hmm. at the point of death. So for example, uh, a person who, and this is a really extreme example, a person who has been shot, for example, then you would see, for me, I would see the the, the place where they were shot. They wouldn't Uh be complete as they were before they were shot. So that's a ghost. A person who is a spirit that's passed over, they might show the pain and they might show that they were shot, but they show themselves as a complete person, not an injured person.
0: Is there such a thing as evil?
1: That's a really big question uh, and difficult to answer in seconds. I would say there's more negativity Mm -hmm. than there needs to be in the universe, in the world. But evil spirits, bad, negative spirits, I believe they're there, but so far I've not come into contact with them. Uh, But I believe if we do everything we can to protect ourselves by not just expecting our guides to look after us, but by taking responsibility for our own energies, then I think we, the two combined, uh, protect us. I think there's so much that's not good in the world that it's more important for us to put out for that to be cleared than to be totally worried about uh, negative spirits, although I do know some people who have Mm -hmm. come across them.
0: Sarah, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for sharing your, your spirit guides with us. And I look forward to the very next time that you join us back here in the X Zone.
1: Wow, Rob, thank you so much. I'm delighted to have been invited on. I'm really, really grateful. And thank you for the opportunity. It's been a real pleasure.
0: Sarah, the pleasure has been all mine. Thank you so much. Exonation, Nation, Sarah Pickles has been our guest this hour. www.sarahpickles.co.uk That's www.sarahpickles.co.uk I'll be back on the other side of this break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the exo continues with yours truly from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Thank <laughs> you.